0: Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Burlingame, and tonight's gonna to be just a little bit different than usual. Earlier today we heard news that Krypton, a TV series that ran for two seasons on Sci Fi, had been cancelled. It was not just one of my personal favorite shows on TV, but one of the series that has kind of shown me the most love and return as a as a reporter along with Deadly Class, also canceled this season on Sci-Fi. These are two of the only shows that have ever quoted me in TV spots, and uh, in a lot of cases, these are shows where the cast, crew, writers, etc. Uh, interacted with me pretty regularly and made my job a whole lot easier by their willingness to go along with some of my crazier ideas. The series was a huge critical hit, especially in its second season, and its cancellation is 100% one of those situations where the ratings d- just didn't keep up with the reputation of the show. I'm not going to go after sci-fi for this choice. The show was averaging almost 2 million viewers in its first season and was the third highest rated show on the network. A year and change later, it's barely pulling 400,000. Now, there are some issues there, not least of which is that it was a year and change later. They, they took a long time getting the new season to TV and didn't really keep people updated that well. But that's the nature of Cable. Krypton centers on the character of Segal. He's played by Cameron Cuff. Seg is the grandfather of Kal-El. That's Superman. And uh, there's a time travel element that created something of a ticking clock in the first season. Uh, The idea was that if they didn't stop the bad guys, it would mean that Superman was never born and Earth's future is doomed. Uh, By the end of the first season, though, the characters made things infinitely worse. And not only was Seg exiled to the Phantom Zone, but Zod was in control of Krypton. And years in the future, that would spell disaster for Earth. Krypton was actually billed originally as, like, Game of Thrones in space. Uh, it was an easy characterization since they filmed in Belfast, where Game of Thrones had filmed, and uh, since the series featured people like Ian McElhenney from Game of Thrones as Seg's grandfather, val The show actually turned out to be something else entirely. Uh, part of that, honestly, was that they reshot the pilot. I never saw the original pilot, but uh, the, there were pretty significant changes. I've seen a, a version of an early script that was much different from what we eventually got. Uh, but uh, that led to a few growing pains. Ironically, kind of the most Game of Thronesy scene probably in the entire first season was this argument between Elliot Cowan's Darren Vex and Anne Ibomo's Jane Azad. Uh, I actually saw that scene being filmed during a set visit to Belfast back in late 2017, And uh, during that same week, they were filming the episode House of Zod, uh, which would fundamentally alter what the show was. It's been a hard few months at Sci-Fi. Happy, which is a series based on comics from artist Derek Robertson and writer Grant Morrison, was canceled after two seasons as well. And after just a single season and a crazy cliffhanger, the network pulled the plug on a second season of Deadly Class, based on the characters from uh, Rick Remender and Wes Craig. Krypton had a spin-off planned based on the character of Lobo who appeared in the show's second season. But unless either that pilot or Krypton or both can find a new home, that's not going to happen. Certainly, whatever the case, it won't happen at Sci-Fi. All of these cancellations happened while the network was already waiting on new episodes of Winona Earp, a show that they actually did pick up, but which failed to go into production because uh, there was a financial shortfall from IDW Entertainment, the current publishers of the Winona Earp comics, and the series producers. Suddenly, Winona finds itself the only comic book show still on the air at Sci Fi, as far as I can recall, and it's uh, currently on this like weird, unplanned hiatus, so that's an interesting place for them to be. I'm not going to go after sci-fi. Uh, working in the entertainment industry, I know that almost no network ever roots for its shows to fail. Um, I will say that it's a strange choice for them in particular to leave fans hanging on both this and Deadly Class. Genre TV has some of the most passionate fans, and even if there aren't a lot of them, they will punish you in a lot of cases, for what they presume, perceive to be bad behavior. The easiest thing you can do for yourself and for the show, and something that almost every other network has already figured out how to do, is to renew something for a blank and final season. Just give the producers time to make a good ending, and the fans time to adjust to the fact their show was going away. Now I get that with something like Deadly Class, which didn't make it past the first season, this might not have kind of supported it, But certainly something like Krypton, which was a big hit in its first year and a huge critical success in the second, could have justified something like that. Whatever the case, uh, Krypton was a gorgeously designed, beautifully shot, wonderfully acted show that had real heart and real consequences. Uh, That might be a surprise to anybody who hasn't watched it, since the premise that a time traveler from the present was going back in time to keep history intact so that Superman could be born is just kind of begging for a forgettable series that has no real stakes. But uh, Cameron Welsh, the showrunner, along with David Goyer, the writer's room, series stars Cameron Cuff, Sean Sipos, Georgina Campbell, Wallace Day, and many others, wouldn't have had anything of the sort. The show's kryptonite, <laughs> see what I did there, uh, was arguably that it was so predictable. And the show's power was in the fact that everybody involved completely resisted that. Another strength was in the way that the characters were treated. While seg L has basically no presence in the comics, and most of the other characters had around the same number of pages or less in their history, the series treated each of them like a valuable piece of intellectual property. As far as the show was concerned, the El family was Superman, and Seg was treated with as much seriousness and respect as if he had been his grandson. Colin Zaman played General Drew Zod, best known as one of Superman's greatest enemies, And he managed to do what many would have thought impossible. He surpassed the standard setting performance of Terrence Stamp in Superman 2. Krypton, more generally, managed to be as exciting and alien on a TV budget as it had in Man of Steel, which Goyer was also a writer on. Part of that was the show's ability to do something movies have not done so far, which is embracing the history of the comics. The Justice League, the Green Lanterns, and a whole bunch of other characters were referenced in the show. They exist in the world of Krypton. And even though we don't see them, there are clear references to them. Uh, That status quo set the stage for the introduction of Doomsday, of Lobo, a bunch of other characters. Doomsday in particular, he's an ancient biological weapon created by two of Krypton's greatest scientists and kind of hidden away underground because it was too dangerous to ever use him. Uh, That became a huge, huge part of the plot and it allowed them to do something interesting, which was to take Doomsday, a character that people love, but who has a really limited kind of shelf life in terms of fighting superheroes, and to do something kind of cool and creative with them that you haven't been able to do on any other live-action interpretation. In the pilot, uh Val-El, facing execution for heresy because he dared to tell the Science Guild that Doom was coming in the form of an alien called Brainiac, reached out to his grandson in his final moments. Keep believing in a better tomorrow, he told young Seg. And that message reverberated and echoed through Krypton for two seasons. It was, in a lot of ways, the clearest mission statement that the House of El had since Christopher Reeve declared himself a friend back in 1978. As far as narrative themes go, you could do a lot worse for a show about heroes and the writers even managed to turn it back on itself a few times with season two having an episode called a better yesterday for instance Uh, basically that idea was the the l family's version of with great power comes great responsibility but krypton was a marvel it was a technical and creative achievement filled with talented people who all bounced off one another in a way that made each part better and elevated the whole. Some iconic characters, notably Zod and Doomsday, had their best versions come to life on Krypton. And Segal will now be a character who people care about for decades to come, in spite of having had something like a total of 30 pages of comic book history before the show began. The show raised the bar for quality on a comic book show. I mean, it's not alone. There are shows like Deadly Class, The Walking Dead, Doom Patrol, Gotham, and they all have contributed to this movement. But Krypton's second season earned a 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and in all likelihood, it'll have launched the career of some fan-favorite actors before all is said and done. Now, in my day job writing for comicbook.com, I come to know a lot of actors, producers, etc. Most of them I get along with fine, but it's it's honestly pretty rare that I can say with a straight face that these people are, you know, my friend. Uh, certainly, Usually there's like one of those on each show. Uh, Krypton was different. Krypton was a show full of people who were excited to talk to the press, who were passionate about their stories, and who never failed to know my name and give me a hug when we met up at crowded events where there was no reason for them to take that time out. They followed me on Twitter, they replied to reviews and theories, and they thanked me and other fans for the kind words that I had for the show, even though really there was no thanks necessary because the only reason I was praising the show is that they had made a good show. So, in the spirit of that, I'm going to close out with kind of an open letter to the, le- the writers, producers, the cast and crew of Krypton. I told Cameron Cuff something similar in a message I sent to him shortly after I heard about the cancellation, but he's not alone. It's not just him on the show. As a viewer of the show, and as a reporter who covered it, thank all of you for this gem of a series. Uh, it brought me a lot of joy, and it raised the bar for comic book adaptations on TV. I look forward to what comes next from this stellar cast and crew, and I'll be more than happy to cover whatever that is. Anybody shoots me a line and says, Hey, hey, remember me from Krypton? I'm doing... insert thing here. The fact that you guys were on Krypton gives me an in to be able to talk about your next project, and I'm going to be happy to do so, because you guys are all great. Uh, Krypton was a great, talented casting crew, and uh, for me, I'm bummed about the loss of a great show, but I'm far more sad for those people who are losing jobs and opportunities due to the cancellation, whose day-to-day life is going to be impacted by this. Um, It was a pleasure to get to know and to cover each of you over the course of the last year and a half or so, and uh, the doors that you opened and the bar that you raised will reverberate into the future spawning a better class of comic book show, and making stars out of some of these young, talented, unknown actors and writers. This particular show, and these particular people, may not be around to enjoy the better tomorrow that they've created, but their contribution will not be forgotten. That's all I've got for tonight, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening. Be back by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video, and keep believing in a better tomorrow. Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN.